Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I have dry bars. Balls so dry. They explode like dust. Suck my balls. Suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry, I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That's what. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck your big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Kevin! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Kirsten? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Sick Mabbers. Right here on a litany of networks. But we are available on Breaker, Overcast, FM, uh, Pocket Cast, uh, Radio Public, Google Play, Spotify. We are under iTunes under the syndication of Rat Salad Review, Hami Media Group at hackerhami.podbean.com. And the Voices of Misery podcast at voicesofmisery.podbean.com. I am your host, the most, who lives on that West Coast, your boy, MSG. And I am not alone. What if for the rest of this show, instead of talking in, di- in my normal voice, I do different voices? So maybe I'll do a deep, sensual voice like this. Or maybe I'll do a parody of Rick D's, but I'll do it as Casey Kasem. Ever since I was a little boy, I thought that I could do a podcast. One day, people were like, man, you should try out. And I said, by golly, we got ourselves an idea. But each and every week, I'm not alone. I'm joined by my boy. He lives in the South. It's Goop Jackson. <laughs> I think you should do it like that for the rest of the podcast. It'd be hard, dude, to like hold that down. <laughs> so, in this episode, Dad. On this episode of South Park, it's death. It's kind of like that Rob Schneider voice. It's a little bit of that, but you have to like slow down everything. Mm-hmm. You're doing the Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider is skinny. Ready PG 13. Right? So, like, like you, ha- you kind of have to do that. Yeah. You have to kind of do that, but then do it lower. Yeah, he's gazing, gazing. And I'm going to be 
your president. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about yeah. Yeah, so today, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in action. How you feeling, buddy? We're five episodes in now, six episodes today. We go, you know, we kind of get a little bit of a flow. You know, yeah. you're, you're sounding better on the airwaves, whatever you're recording, uh, whatever you were doing. Keep it up. People see, haven't, we haven't got any complaints anyway, like about the, the quality. But as the, as the editor, you know, I noticed. I'm like, oh, he sounded a lot better this week. That's good. I, I can understand that. Enunciate. Enunciate. Maybe, you know, speak up Open a little. Open the mouth. Speak up. Use your voice. You know what I'm saying? You're on the radio. That's disgusting. <laughs> you stupid turd. Listen here. I can be a turd all I want, okay? You this is my turd. I'm going to tell What are you kind of you killing grandpa, turd? What are you doing? You're killing grandpa, you turd. I'm going to tell mom and dad on you. Uh, so tonight's episode that we reviewed and that you're listening to this potentially on a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, or whatever, whatever the heck I feel like putting it up there. It's season one, episode six. From the first season of South Park. Death. Now, in this episode, man, I would say that um, we were talking before we went on air. As far as a long history of South Park itself, while it did influence the movie from their creative standpoint, I understand. I think that's what ultimately ends up overshadowing this full, this episode itself for me. So I don't hold it in such high regard. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. the movie kind of explores that full thing and takes it to its fullest limit of them wanting to get rid of the Terrence and Philip characters from the airwaves, from the television uh, view- viewers. So, like, in this concept, they do it in such a corny and cheesy way, it's almost like the movie goes back and redoes what their original idea wanted to do. And that was here in this episode where they're, the basis of the episode is the parents are trying to get um, – the show pulled off the air. That's like the storyline B. And then storyline A is Stan's grandfather. Billy, come over here, Billy. Uh, Billy. Billy, you're going to kill me, Billy. I killed my grandpa. You can kill your grandpa. What's wrong with you people? You kids, why would you care? Goddamn grandpa. Um, so he wants him to kill Billy's grandpa. I keep wanting to I want to say Billy. Stan's grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Billy. Damn it, Billy. Oh, Billy. <laughs> Hear me, Billy. Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Hear me, Billy. Damn it, Billy. There's all this rope, Billy. It's not my name, Grandpa. Oh, Billy. Just shut up and kill your grandpa. Want to make a dollar, Billy? I'm going to Africa, Billy. <laughs> Plan a trip to Africa, Billy. Did you know that over 400 people are eaten alive by animals out in Africa, Billy? A lions? Billy. But lions, Billy. As you can tell, we had a lot of fun doing this guy. This this Stan's grandfather. <laughs> voice. Damn it, Billy. Billy. <laughs> Billy. So Stan's grandfather wants Stan to kill him. He's like, please kill me. Uh, that's the basis of that storyline. And then, of course, as we mentioned, 
uh, you know, the intertwines with the uh, Terrence and Phillips stuff that's going on on the background. So this episode, I think, as you pointed out before we got started, you know, it was the basis for the movie. But it also, I think, did a good job of advocating against censorship as well as it addressed like morality, maybe, and the ethics of um, assisted suicide, or I think the term is uh, euthanasia, right? Uh, so, you know, that idea, and there was at one point in time, I remember reading about this too when I first saw this episode when I was younger, about Dr. Kevorkian. About the guy. He's actually from the Northwest area, too. Like, he was popular over here on this side of the country, right? Um, you're looking at me weird. Dr. Kevorkian? Who's that? You don't know who Dr. Kevorkian is? Is he a real person, or is he from the show? No, Dr. Kevorkian is a real person. Okay. You didn't know that? So, Jack Kevorkian... So Jack Kevorkian, Jack Kevorkian, I'm sorry, was a American pathologist and euthanasia proponent. He publicly championed a a terminal patient's right to die by physician-assisted suicide embodied in his quote, dying is not a crime. Now I remember who he is. He claimed to have assisted 130 patients to that end. Now he was born in Pontiac, Michigan. He died in Michigan itself. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of like talked about that idea that if you're in pain or if you know, or no longer want to live and, you know, you're an older person and you've got, you feel you've done everything you can do in this life, um, that presents the idea should the human have the ability to take or end their existence itself. Um, I think from a human control standpoint i think if you feel like you want to take your own life and in that context where maybe you've outlived everyone like you're old and you've outlived everyone like obviously stan's grandfather has you know stan's sons and grandkids right so it's different uh but i'm just saying like let's say you're an old person you're living by yourself and you have you've outlived all your family member and your death is not going to hurt anybody i mean that's up to that person i think right uh if they did it in like a peaceful way i'm not saying go out and throw yourself over a bridge or something um but like that i think that should definitely be up to one's particular choice now obviously if you're younger like our age or you know or even 50 60 70 in this case in this case grandpa's 102 right <laughs> so grandpa's lived a long life um uh, but uh what do you i mean what did you think as far as the big question on euthanasia i mean i know there's some jokes throughout the episode of i'm not touching that with the 20 foot and 40 foot and 60 foot pole but what do you think um what is a Euthanasia machine or euthanasia device. Um, but if somebody wants to die, isn't life all about oh my body, my choice? Right. Aren't we all about human rights and everything? Well, if it's it's your human right to live, it's your human right to die. I honestly believe that if you wanted to die, it should be your choice. Now, if you want to suck somebody else into that that's a whole nother debate yep. like how oh billy go kill me billy 
that that kind of it's, uh, there's other ways we can do this. Come on, Billy. Apparently. You want to make a dollar, Billy? Billy, take me to the euthanasia device, Billy. Put me down. Put me euthanasia, Billy. Come on, Billy. Put your finger up my butt, Billy. I'll cover the other hole, Billy. Nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> no reaction. Sorry, I'm I'm reading what this machine. So it's this Jack of Orkin. He he made the vice called. Yep. Thanatron. Did I say that right? I'm pretty sure I just yeah. Thanatron, maybe. It worked by pushing a button to deliver the euthanizing drugs mechanically through an IV. It had three containers mounted on a metal frame. Each bottle had a syringe that connected to an IV line in the person's arm. One was saline, one was barbiturate, putting you to sleep, and then potassium chloride. Yeah, so basically they put you to sleep, they poison you, and you die. Right? Essentially, what that Mm -hmm. is. Yeah, so I mean, look, I'm not, like I said, I'm not for like just like hanging yourself or killing yourself. Like, you know, we've had friends where we've had to step in and help, you know, blah, 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 right? Hopefully, you've, I think a lot of us, I think in this day and age in general, even as the listener can probably agree, they've known somebody or been in in maybe in a position where they've had to assist with preventing that. So you have to like take that into consideration. When those people are doing it, it's because they're, they need help and they're not getting the help they need, right? Uh, this is a little bit different. This is like, I'm old. I've done everything I want to do. Please put me down, right? Or uh, like an old horse in pain. You know what I'm saying? Like we as humans are willing to put down a horse that they believe can't be operated on, right? Because their way of life is going to be torture. So they put down the horse. So, I mean, there's that same concept, I think, is how that assisted suicide, suicide or a euthanasia thought process is kind of that same that same ideology. Wouldn't you agree? It's just, I mean, I mean, I would say I'm not for it. I'm not saying go out and just, yeah, was, you know, assisted suicide machine with Bender and uh, Fry on an episode of Futurama. You know, I mean, I'm not saying go do that. But would that be crazy if in the year 3000 there was just suicide booths? <sighs> <laughs> you know why not dude why not i'll just walk into it but throw a quarter in the machine uh let me get all the above like it's heavy you know heavy. Let's get out of here. that's heavy so looking into this whole euthanasia thing and assisted suicide like I mean, there's you're even... really enamored on it right now aren't you well i remember like the name kaborkin back in the day when there being this huge controversy around him and now later on the deliverance machine so this was a computer attached to a rig with lethal injections and everything all set up you had to answer a series of questions to to you know confirm your intent to die so there's that you know i kind of that that that's pretty dope That's your suicide booth, bro, right there. So we have one. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the consent to agreement. Do you really want to do this? Are you sure you want to do this? Are you really fucking sure? <laughs> okay. <you're- laughs> and they're gone. Uh, so the episode starts off with them singing uh, happy birthday to you, to uh, Grandpa Marsh. 
they're all singing happy birthday to you happy birthday to you this is you know now blow out your candles <gasps> hooray how's it feel to be 102 pops <laughs> Grand- shoot me shoot me <laughs> shoot me make a wish grandpa i wish ever did uh <laughs> that's our silly grandpa i'm not being silly kill me i do it myself but i'm too damn old uh ooh, who wants ice cream with their cake she said i will i'll have ice cream uh randy me oh, oh me me and then stan says it's eight o'clock my favorite tv show is on shelly says that show is for babies it's it's a stupid show that show is for babies it's a stupid show Stan asks, can I eat my cake in the living room, Mom? Please, can I? She's all right, but take your grandpa with you. So he takes his grandpa, and TV announcer is like, and now back to Terrence and Philip. Hey, Terrence, I think I have to fart. And then uh, uh, Philip's like, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, that was Philip who said, hey, Terrence, I think I have to fart. So Terrence says, wait, before you do, pull my thumb, yeah? Ha, 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 ha farts in his face so thus begins terrence and philip the farting canadians on behind the blow so grandpa lines a shotgun up to his face leaves it a big hole in the picture behind him when he shoots what are you drinking right now ian what are you sipping on what's coming out of that sprout i knew i saw something chocolatey (laughs) i knew i saw some chocolatey goodness it's super chocolatey goodness did you just get an uber to deliver that to you while we're in the middle of a fucking podcast listen (laughs) that's the knock at the door was ladies and gentlemen i'm just gonna leave that in in now he was like i'll just get that out i'm gonna leave the knock now on the podcast so people be like what was that knock <laughs> fucking scoop over here gets fucking DoorDash, Uber, Blurder, Blitz, Starbucks, Dosh, Dash. Oh my god! Fucking Frappuccino must be nice in Arizona. Nice hot weather, relaxing mm. weather. You fucking arse fart. Yeah, it's like eighty degrees outside. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's actually sixty here today in Pasco. It was nice. Oh nice. Okay. So Grandpa says, oh, damn it. Stops and looks at him after he tries and shoots himself in the face, but misses. He says, uh, how would you like to make a dollar, Billy? My name's not Billy, Grandpa. It's Dan. <laughs> oh, damn it. How would you like to make a dollar, Billy? Damn it, Billy. Do you want to make a dollar, don't you? Stan says, sure. He says, okay, all you have to do is one thing for me. I'm not going to kill you, Grandpa, responds Stan. Why not? Because I'll get in trouble. You know, Grandpa says, I killed my grandpa when I was your age. Stan says, leave me alone. And then uh, and then you hear another fart in the background. Uh, and then Grandpa, that's when grandma, Grandpa's upset. You know. What does America's youth come to? Kids won't even kill their own grandparents. And then uh, you see, now we're over at Kyle's house. And this is where we get the first real introduction, if you will, of Kyle's mom. You know what I mean? Like, she's been in episodes. But this is where she tr- shows her true bitchiness, wouldn't you say? I think this is where we get a taste of it. Because later on, we see her do some other pretty radical, horrible things. That is uh, true, but I'm just saying this is our first encounter. This is the first of it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey. Jesus. Bubby! Oh, Wubby! Oh, Wubby! 
Uh, so Philip says, hey, Terrence, now that you farted, I might fart too. Terrence says, oh, you farted. And then they both laughed. Kyle and his brother. And this is actually uh, one of the first introductions as far as you see. We see the first introduction of Kyle's little brother, Ike, as far as in the house. Like, we've seen him at the bus stop, right? But now we see him hanging out with Kyle and his older brother. Like, there's that brotherly bond, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) So this is where Kyle's mom gets outraged by the what, 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 what? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> oh, that's it. What? What, what is this? <laughs> he just says it's horrible. Kyle gets up on the floor. Uh, Kyle says, "Dude, it's Terrence and Philip." And then Philip says on TV, "Take that, you stupid dick." <laughs> It's like, what did he say? Take that, you stupid dick. What did he say? You're an asshole, Philip. <laughs> what, what, what? And then Terrence says, you're an asshole, Philip. What, what, what? And then she turns, <laughs> she turns the set off and says, young man, you are not to watch that show anymore. It's immature toilet humor, which already now they're taking a dig at themselves, which I thought was funny. Right. The under- underlining joke yeah there was a lot of those underlying jokes in this too with the different toilet humor taking shots at themselves at one point even in the show they tell you not to watch them watch them essentially (laughs) right Uh, we'll get there so uh sheila says with her arms you know uh you know you're not to watch this kyle says but everybody watches it and sheila's like oh really is that so so she starts calling around and you know cartman's mom is now answering the phone cartman's laughing Leanne comes in and says, Eric, dear, I just got a call from your friend Kyle's mother. She says, this show is naughty and might make you a potty mouth. And Carl was like, that's just a bunch of crap. Kyle's mom is dead, dude. And Leanne's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, hon. <laughs> just walks away. It's- oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, dear. I just got a call from your friend Kyle's mother. She said that this show is naughty and might make you a potty mouth. That's a bunch of crap. Kyle's mom is a dirty Jew. Oh, okay, hon. So now we're back at Stan's house. You know, he's going to bed. Before he can enter, uh, there's a his grandpa wrote like uh, his own chores on the. Li- there was like you know, clean your room, do your homework, and then number four said that was written in said kill grandpa. Kill Grandpa Kill him, Billy. Kill him, Billy. Kill me now. Kill me now, Billy. Kill me now. So Stan says goodnight, Grandpa. You pomp, and then Grandpa says, uh, "You, you pompous son of a whore." And the student says, uh, and now, "So now they're back in class, right?" <laughs> you pompous son of a whore. You like, why didn't Stan's mom hear him say that? Like, what the fuck? Oh, right? So I think they're back in class now, and you can hear one of the students say, like, uh-huh, I had another. And then Cartman punches Kyle in the shoulder, and then Kyle says, oh, wait, what the hell was that for? So we're back in class, and Cartman says, that's for your stupid mother after he punches Kyle. She made me miss Terrence and Philip, and everyone, Clyde's all like, yeah, what's the big idea having your mom call of our moms last night? And Kyle's like, well, I don't, I didn't have her do it. She did it on her own. Cartman's like, why does this happen every month? 
it seems that right around the same time every minute, Cash Mom gets a hair up her ass by something, and I always get a shit about it. And then Mr. Garrison comes in, he's all like, now children, children, a certain student mother called me last night, and then coming, oh gee, I wonder who's mom that could be. <laughs> Mr. Garrison's like, she informed me that some of you might be watching a naughty show called Terrence and Phil. Everyone cheers to that. And uh, and then Mr. Hat says, uh, watching that show is bad, Mr. Garrison. Mr. Garrison agrees. That's right. That's right, Mr. Hat. Shows like Terrence and Philip are what we call toilet humor. They don't <laughs> they don't expand your mind. And then there's like a silence in the classroom, right? Kenny gets up to go potty. Uh not yet. Kenny walks no? in right now. Oh, that's when Kenny walks first in and gives him a note. Right. So he walks in, but Mr. Garrison first says, You see, children, these kind of shows are senseless, vile trash. And then Kenny walks in. He says, why are you late? Kenny shows a, ha- a handwritten note that he r- wrote himself that says, please excuse, from, please excuse me from being late. I have a case of explosive diarrhea. Signed, K. And uh, Mr. Garris is like, oh, okay, Kenny, be seated. So he continues to try and address the class. Now I was saying, the reason the parents of South Park are so upset is because it, you know, Kenny, so raise, Kenny raises his hand, what, Kenny? You know, he says, I have to go to the bathroom. He says, I thought you just went. He says, like, I did. I got to go again. He says, like, okay, go ahead. So Kenny goes to the restroom. And he's, uh, this is where Garrison now starts to go on his tirade. So now throughout the lecture, there's some sounds of some serious diarrhea coming from the bathroom. Uh, the uh, sounds get progressively worse as Kenny me- uh, moans loudly. Uh, what's interesting to note about this whole thing going on first of all this is the only episode in which there is a bathroom in the classroom that has never happened in any yeah. other episode besides this episode I, 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 that, that thought was pretty funny right and this is pretty much the first time that i've noticed it too i'm like wait a second yeah all you these know, years only time they've ever had a bathroom in the classroom because as you we see in other future episodes uh you know the bathroom becomes a uh the last form of privacy for some as well as, uh, <laughs> you spied on my conversation. You spied on my conversation, Kyle. You didn't touch you in the bathroom. <laughs> you just sat there and listened. Stupid dude. That's what Carmen would say. Uh, Mr. Garrison says, as I was seeing, as I was saying, you all seem to enjoy the show, even though it isn't based in reality. Yeah. There's much more to life than two young men farting on each other. And throughout history, there have always been shows that have come and gone that have been very bad. Usually they get taken right off the air. You see, you should be spending your time enlightening your mind with more intelligent entertainment. So they're clearly jabbing on themselves here. Like, why are you watching our show? You could be spending your time doing things much better. Right. What do you think? Like, I, I, I think spot on. It's pretty funny. It's just, and they kind of do it later, too. But even in their intro, the show should be not be... V- should be viewed by anybody. <laughs> so they make fun of themselves at the very beginning of the show. If you if you actually catch that little warning at the start, it says this show should not be viewed by anyone. And so, and in this episode, they do it again with Mr. Garrison making fun of the show. You know, basically saying, "Yes, you have so many more things you could be doing. Why are you why are you doing this?" Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 a fair point. 
I mean, I don't know. I think that like they're also basically like pointing fun at themselves as far as what they're writing, right? Because they're basically saying like we also write toilet humor. When you mm-hmm. agree, you know yeah. I mean? So, what do you think of uh, this whole scene itself? Them being in the classroom, you know what I mean? Uh, Garrison's, you know, giving his whole speech. Uh, them kind of underlining. It's kind of one of their first times they've almost taken a position on a stance on something. You know what I mean? It's kind of about censorship as well as what you know people like to attribute to that fact that you know you're always going to have people that are going to be doubters and haters. So we're at. Dude, my cousin just texted me and blew me off, so my bad. Came across my screen. We're at, they're in class. Well, I'm glad I've got your full attention here, Ian. <laughs> they're fucking they standing up, doing weird shit. What's going on? <laughs> so Mr. Garrison so Kenny says, goes up. Mr. Garrison, yeah. I'm going to join your parents in requesting that you don't watch Terrence and Philip more ever. And then ask if there are any questions. Stan raises his hand and says, yes. He says, is it okay to kill somebody if they want you to? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, uh, my grandpa keeps asking that I kill him all the time. And sometimes I wonder if I should. And Kyle's like, well, then you should. I think the person has a right to die if they want to. Stan says, really? Kyle's like, yeah. <laughs> There's this guy named Jack Laborkian that goes right. around and murders people that asks him to. And he doesn't get in trouble at all. Stan's like, wow. And Cart was like, hey. Maybe we can get him to kill a catch, man. And Stan says, so it's okay to assist somebody with suicide, Mr. Garrison? And Mr. Garrison says, uh, Stan? Uh, Stan, I'm not touching that one with a 20-foot pole. Uh, I'm not touching that one with a 20-foot pole. And then Kenny runs back into the bathroom and releases, releases a large splatter of diarrhea. Uh, to answer your first question from earlier, I've adjusted my mic so I could stand because my ass was hurting. That's the first thing I was doing, okay? Second question is, why don't you go ahead and take us into the next scene here, Ian? So that's when they go to ask Jesus and pals. They're, they're, they're debating whether it's morally right or whatever. And they go, hey, let's call Jesus. And today on Jesus and Pals. <laughs> Hello, my son. And um, starts who calls him. Uh, whatever. And so they get to call him. And then Jesus says, my son, I'm not going to touch that with a 30-foot pole. Same with Mr. Garrison. Before they leave class, they ask Mr. Garrison. Mr. Garrison says, Boys, I'm not touching that with an 80-foot pole. And so they're in the kitchen. They're arguing. And so um, if Jesus is not going to touch this with a 30-foot pole. Now, throughout the whole show, nobody really has an answer so far for the kids about whether or not nobody can tell them if it's morally right or morally wrong. Um, Not even Chef. Did I skip Chef? Nope, Chef says 60-foot pool, uh, and Jesus says 40. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Got him mixed up. <laughs> it's fine. So, yeah, like you mentioned, they're in the kitchen. Carmen's just like, just kill him, kid. Maybe he'll give you some money. Gives him some cheesy snacks. Right. And uh, Stan's like, uh, but you mentioned that he called in Jesus. Now, when Stan said, God damn it, Jesus looked at right out into him and said, I heard that. <laughs> heard so, that. So my, if I would have been that kid, here's Matt Schaefer at that age. Here's what I would have said. Oh, you heard that little, little bitch-ass pussy? Then answer my fucking question. Like, <laughs> like, if you can fucking hear me, then answer my question. Jesus, Jesus Christo, 
Answer my answer me. But isn't that, I guess, the biggest question of religion? Answer me. Right. Just answer me, Jesus. Just answer me. Um, so now they go to school and uh you know, they walk up to Chef and they're like, Hey Chef, what's going on? You know, it's bad. Why bad? Chef, is it okay to kill your grandpa? And Chef says, like, uh You can't kill my grandpa, Stan. He's already passed on. No, I mean kill my grandpa. No, I don't think that's okay, Stan. In fact, I think that's illegal. Can't kill my grandpa, Stan. He's already passed on. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I mean kill my grandpa. And Stan's like, uh she's like, no, I, I no, I don't think that's okay, Stan. In fact, I think it's illegal. <laughs> 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 and he goes, see, told you. <laughs> right? And Kyle's like, well, yeah, but what if the grandpa wants to die because he's really old and he's just asking for help? And Carmen's like, yeah, that he's a suicide. What's that about? And Chev says, uh, children? I don't want to touch that with a 40-foot pole. I don't want to touch that with a 40-foot pole. And then uh, Stan says, what's the big deal? Why won't anybody talk about this? And uh, Sheila then is uh, saying, to, uh, and I and I myself was, or this is uh, Kyle's mom now with the meeting, and I like, and I myself was not aware of this horrible show until recently. I have a clip to demonstrate exactly what's going on. So she shows this to the South Park PTA meeting members. <laughs> Jared's like, "Hey, Philip, guess what?" And Philip's like, "What?" He's like, <laughs> and, then, and then Sheila's like. Now apparently that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> just see Randy's in the, Randy in the fucking audience. <laughs> hey Philip, guess what? What? But now apparently that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> he farted right on his head. <laughs> Where he's like, uh, he farted on his head. <laughs> uh, so other PTA members then stare at him. You know, like, oh my god, they're appalled. So Sheila says, not allowing our kids to watch this show is not enough. We need to boycott this entire network. All those in favor. And then all of a sudden, a loud, juicy fart comes from the little boys' room. Uh, Mr. Garrison exits. He says, uh, oh, I think I've got a touch of the flu from little Kenny this morning. I got, I've got the green apple splatters. <laughs> <laughs> green apple splatters. Right, that's what the townsman says. And, and uh, we see Stan now. And Stan's like, hi, Grandpa. I brought my friends over to watch TV, if that's okay. And he's like, he's like, really? Help Grandpa stick this fork in the outlet. And I thought that was interesting because right now that's relevant. How is it that something that happened in 1997, Scoop, is now relevant again in 2020? Have you heard about this? Hmm. Okay, so for those, of course, unaware, we, we talk about this. You can reach Scoop on Twitter if you hit us up via the Suck My Balls pod Twitter account. However, Ian does not spend a lot of time on Twitter. So he doesn't see all the breaking news posts and videos and whatnot. But right now, Ian, there's a new challenge going around oh boy here we go it's called it's called the wall outlet challenge what you do is you have something you know partially plugged in so you like you know you plug it into a wallet no no i'm saying you know you plug a lamp or something into a wall you don't plug things into the wall no no stop i don't no please please tell me this is no i i already see where all right sorry go ahead Jesus Christ. So you you know how you plug things into the wall? 
what you do is you partly plug it in so it's partly in and partly out, and then you drop a penny on it to see if it can be combustible. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, something that, of course, me and Ian were taught when we were five, uh, yes, you don't stick anything into the wall outlet, uh, preferably anything that's metal or conductive that can catch fire. Uh, in this case, uh, penny is made out of copper, uh, copper mixed with electricity. Well, by golly, that gives you 88 miles per hour, Ian. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was funny as we watched this episode. We have see Grandpa come put this come help Grandpa put this fork in the outlet, Billy. Um, it's just funny, but no. And then like I saw something today on Facebook from like Fox in a different city or whatever it was, and it was like a professional like uh wiring guy or whatever in a in a specific you know safe environment with all the safe. Uh, materials and he had to show people what happens when you drop the penny on the outlet with the plug partly plugged in Uh, the penny gets fried Um, so America Ian America Uh, so I'm moving to Switzerland bye it was nice we had a good run though we had a good run you kidding? Has anybody gotten hurt yet? Has anybody? <laughs> Probably. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me here, but I'm sure somebody was stupid enough to get get themselves in trouble, right? You can't with people, man. Uh, I, uh, it's America, bro. Oh, Billy, help me put this in the alley, Billy. Come on, Billy. Stan says, "I uh, know I'll get in trouble. Kill me, goddamn it." <laughs> Stan's like, I can't even kill a deer, which is a nice callback to uh, the hunting episode, uh, the volcano episode, which you can check out our full review right here on Check My Bows on HackerHunting.Podbean.com, RatsLRU.com, and Voices of Misery Podcast, Voices of Misery.Podbean.com, one of the top 10 entertainment podcasts on Podbean and one of the 2019 featured podcasts itself so check us out there of course on Breaker on Spotify, Google Play uh, Opencast Overcast, Undercast Breaker, Republic My Nuts Pocket Cast Republic FM Scoops Backyard that's a new website we're developing you need some shit it's all here Scoop Backyard <laughs> Scoops backyard, Scoops backyard. Welcome scoops to backyard. Scoops backyard. I need tampons. I'll go to Scoops backyard. Um. So Cartman says I would never kill somebody, not unless they piss me off. And Grandpa's like, "Oh, is that a fact, huh?" Well, let me tell you something, Porky. Your mom was over here earlier, and I humped her like a little bitch. Right. That's right. Grandpa. And then I dug up your great-grandma's skeleton and had my way with her, too. Hey. Choice piece of ass, your great-grandma. Hey, piece of crap. I'll kill you. That's the spirit, Tubby. Come on, Carmen. He's just trying to get to you. Don't talk about my mom like that. We can go watch Terrence and Philip in the kitchen. I ever tell you about the time I boofed your dad, fatso? 
Well, let me tell you something, Porky. Your mom was here earlier, and I humped her like a little bitch. <laughs> and Carmen's like, meh? And Grandma's like, that's right. And then I took off your great-grandma's uh, skeleton, and I had my way with her, too. Choice piece of ass, your great-grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and Carmen's like, uh, you piece of crap, I'll kill you. That's the spirit, Chubby. Stands, stands all restraining him and Cartman's like, don't talk about my mom like that. They go into the kitchen and Stan's like, here, dude, have some uh, snacky cakes. Cartman's like, hey, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell me about the time your dad, too. I ever tell you about the time I boofed your dad, Fetzo? <laughs> and then that's, and then he goes, here, Cartman, have some snacky cakes. And Cartman's like, snacky hey, cakes. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, snacky cake, <laughs> He's all excited. Uh, Santa says, I don't know what to do. Kyle says, I'm telling you. Actually, I guess we did get it mixed up because this is when he does call Jesus. So Jesus says, Oh man, I, I wouldn't touch that with the 60 foot pole. Uh, after he answers some questions from Martin, this time we got a guy named Martin and uh, a guy named uh, I'm looking it up here, Colin or something like that. Maybe his name was Martin. Martin from Aspen Park. Yes, I know. How the hell do you know? Well, maybe that's because I'm the son of God, the son of God, Brainiac. And do you have a question? <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah. I have this cousin who uh, cheated on the SATs. And Jesus is like, tell little Gregory that cheating is lying and lying is wrong, no matter what the circumstances. Oh, uh, okay. Well, thanks for the advice, Jesus. And then, yes, that's when Stan calls in. And Jesus turns all nice. Yes, my son. He's like, uh, and then of course he says, I'm not touching that with a 60 foot pole, asking him if assisted suicide is okay. He says, What the hell is wrong with everybody? And Terrence says, Hey guys, here's your pants again. So they say, says, Hey, do you think we'll get in trouble for watching? Stan says, Kyle, don't be such a butthole. Cartman says, Yeah, just because your mom is a stupid bitch doesn't mean the whole world has to suffer. Kyle, don't be such a butthole. Yeah, just because your mom is a stupid bitch doesn't mean the whole world has to suffer. Don't call my mom a bitch, Cartman. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, ma'am, is uh, <laughs> And Kyle's like, don't call my mom a bitch, Cartman. He's like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> uh, so he turned his... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he also turned around and hoisted his ass up to simulate like a woman with a big ass. And he's like, yeah, ma'am. It's a bitch. And then the, <laughs> and the TV announcer is like, and now back to Terrence and Philip. So they start watching Terrence and Philip. Grandpa hands him a whole a rope. Billy, would you mind holding this for Grandpa, please? Thanks, Billy. Okay, Grandpa. Okay, Billy. Hold this for Grandpa. And then Ter- Terrence is like, hey, Philip, it looks like those uh, beans might make me fart. Why don't we? Well, don't fart on me, Terrence. And then uh, Carmen's like, it's going to fry again. And then Kenny runs to the bathroom, and Carmen's like, hey, you got a music, eh? And then, uh, you know, so Kenny's like sitting there farting his ass off now at this point. <laughs> and he's like shitting, and hurry up, Kenny, you're going to miss the fart, which is kind of funny, right? He's like, he's like yelling at Kenny, hurry up, you're going <laughs> to miss the fart as Kenny is farting on the toilet. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, so Shelly now comes in. What does she say? What are you, what are you doing? 
right? And Stan's like, what, we're not watching Terrence and Philip. I swear. I mean, uh, Carmen was watching it. And she's like, no, I mean, what the hell are you doing, Grandpa? What the hell are you doing, Grandpa? And then, you know, they look up and Stan traces the rope and realizes that Grandpa has hung himself but hasn't died. And Grandpa's like, took a little harder, Billy. And then so Stan lets go, releases the rope. Grandpa falls to the ground, landing on his side. And Grandpa's like, damn it, it was so close. (laughs) So close, Billy. I mean, what the hell are you doing to Grandpa? Tug a little harder, Billy. Ah! You jerk! You were trying to kill Grandpa! I'm killing Mom! Damn it, I was so close! Shelly's like, you were trying to kill Grandpa, I'm telling Mom! <laughs> um, the talk show host now is like, boy, now all of a sudden the TV announcer goes, uh, or no, goes sometimes later. Uh, the kids are now on TV, apparently. It's been reported by the cops or whatever. Four third graders from South Park, Colorado were found trying to viciously murder an innocent grandfather. Boys, how did you get driven so far to the edge? What changed you into such demonic little bastards? We didn't know what we were doing. We were just sitting there watching Terrence and Philip and... Terrence and Philip? Aha! So it is that show that is to blame. Um, now we're in front of Tom's rhinoplasty. And Sheila's like, uh, these boys have been mined by tainted by the garbage on television that they see, and we are fed up. And the crowd goes, <laughs> There's a townsman. Huh, oh, God, oh, God. And then he runs into a porter potty. And Sheila continues, we have to stop the smut from going on the air. We will march to the network and protest until our demands are met. Now, uh, cartoon, now they're in front of the cartoon central Cartoon faces of tragedy and comedy adorn the signs. Uh, Sheila says we are spreading the word to the establishment that we demand better television for our children. Uh, Sheila says we want more quality television like Full House. Uh, now we're in the line at the porta potty. And then Randy's like, I think you gave me the stomach flu, Mr. Garrison. Mr. Garrison's like, no, no, it was that little Kenny bastard that gave it to me. The mayor X6 and the Rain- Randy says, whoa, mayor, you uh, make gravy in there? And she's like, I just had a, <laughs> I just had a little brown baby boy. Um, I've actually used these terms over the years to describe my poop. I'd go even so far as to say I used it like within the last week. I'm going to go drop some kids off at the pool. I'm about mm-hmm. make, I'm about to go make brown Betty. Y'all want a piece of my chocolate cake? Cause I'm about to serve it. You know what I mean? Like so, like <laughs> I've used toilet humor like that. How about you? In your day to day, all the time. You work at late construction site. Yeah, I'd be like, I'm about to go drop a brown baby boy. Here we go. About to have a brown baby boy. So that's how I used to do that at the construction site. Now I just realized here. That it's Cartoon Central, Comedy Central. Is that a play? I think so. Probably. Probably like making fun of their own network that they're hosted on, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of always been like it, making fun of them. Yeah. Kind of their butt-end joke, if you will. Mm-hmm. Get it? Butt-end. Um, so Stan says, dude, this is sweet. Not having parents around us. Now all the kids are like left to themselves in town. Because the residents of South Park have marched to Cartoon Comedy Central. Uh, and then Kyle's like, yeah, I hope the protest on TV shows last forever. They're all excited. You see Grandpa come in. Come here, Billy. I want to show you something. 
Dan's like, do I have to? And Grandpa's like, yes, you do, you little pecker. I really... <laughs> Come here, Billy. I want to show you something. Uh, do I have to? Yes, you do, you little pecker. I realize that the reason you won't kill me is because you don't understand how I feel, Billy. But now I found a way to show you what it feels like to be Grandpa. You little pecker. Yes, you do, you little pecker. I realize that you don't understand. I, re- no, I realize that the reason you won't kill me is because you don't understand how I feel, Billy. But now I find a way for you to show you what it feels like to be Grandpa. So they go into Grandpa's room. He shuts the door. He turns on his boom box and says, Now you're about to see what it's like to be as old as me. Are you ready, Billy? Are you ready, Billy? I, I guess. You can let me out now. Not just yet. Let me out, Grandpa. I can't take it anymore. This music is terrible. It's it's cheesy but lame and eerily soothing at the same time. That's it. Now you know what it feels like to be Grandpa. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. So Grandpa starts playing uh, the tape, which it plays a bit of like uh, music that kind of evokes like uh, I don't know some like what do you go ahead? Enya. Enya. Enya? Yeah. Like the uh <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then Stan uh says, Okay, you can let me out now. Not just yet. <laughs> just a second, Billy. Turns the volume up and then uh Stan's like, Let me out, grandpa, and Stan tries to open the door, so I can't take anymore. This music is terrible. It's it's cheesy but lame and eerily soothing all at the same time. <laughs> now you get it, Billy. Now you know what it's like to be old. That's it. Now you know what it feels like to be grandpa, Billy. And then those the singers like got enough fly, got enough fly, got enough fly. <laughs> and uh Stan rolls out and says, you know, I had no idea how bad it was for you. Now I understand. So now will you kill me, Billy? And Stan's like, sure, I will, Grandpa, I will. So now they're back in front of Cartoon Central in New York. Leanne says it doesn't look like our protest is working. It has to. Uh, the townsman says, look, it's the president of the network. So John Warzog, ladies and gentlemen, my name is John Warzog. I've prepared a statement for you on behalf of the network. And then he clears his throat. <clears throat> look, it's the president of the network. Ladies and gentlemen. My name is John Warsaw. I have prepared a statement for you on behalf of the network. <clears throat> F*** you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. If there are any questions, you may direct them to that brick wall over there. Fuck you. And then <laughs> there's like a slight pause. And he goes, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. If, you're, if there are any questions, you may direct them over to that bricked wall, brick wall over there. <laughs> and then people are like uh, hey you can't get away with this and he moons the crowd and they all gasp in shock runs in shuts the door and you know Sheila says that's it no more Mr. Nice protesters it's time <laughs> It's time for plan B and Leanne's like oh Carol where are the poor potties and Sheila's like oh, over there hun what do you need to drop some friends off at the pool <laughs> and she's like oh yes indeedy and they, you know, they laugh Pooping jokes are always funny. 
It's weird. Protesting a toilet humor show all the while laughing at their own toilet humor. Exactly. (laughs) Protesting at a cartoon or at a Comedy Central, Cartoon Central type figure business about toilet humor while talking about toilet humor and laughing about it. That's meta right there, bro. It's It's meta. It's meta. So they say, come on, guys. Cartman's like, you know, why don't we just why don't we just shoot him? And Stan's like, you dumbass. Cartman has to look natural or else it won't we won't get busted. And Kyle's like, Yeah, stupid. That's good, Billy. A little higher. And Kyle's yeah, like, Billy. Kyle's like, mmm. And uh, we go back now in the front of Cartoon Central, and Sheila's like, the network is not taking us seriously. In the past, people have used to die for what they believed in, and we are prepared to do the same. And then uh, Kenny's dad dies uh, as she says, are you ready, Mr. McCormack? Yeah. yeah. She'll, she'll be a martyr to us all. Godspeed. We will not let these corporate halfwits ruin our children's minds. Launches him, and then Kenny McCormack's father dies. Dies. And it's like a cleaned up almost version of him. It is you know? a cleaned up version of Kenny McCormack. Now, the no question, hot, no nothing. You know, question is a couple different things we have to ask, we have to ask ourselves. All right, a couple things we have to ask ourselves. The first thing, as a result of this launch into the building, did he not die and just become like severely mentally degraded as far as in his mental capacity? And maybe that's why for the rest of the the series. Kenny's dad is a deadbeat drunk. <laughs> could that be the first thing? That could be. Or you know, knowing knowing these show creators, these two, they you know. Or number two, um, they did not have a last name for Kenny yet, so there was no relation to this Mister McCormick. That's number two. I think they call him Kenny McCormick. Have they? I think. Interesting. And then number three, that this is my third option, that Mr. McCormick died, she remarried, and <laughs> he goes by the same first and last name. Or I guess option four would be genetically engineering. Mm. Or just like Kenny, they don't die. They come back. I don't know. Oh. Don't bury it in the Indian burial ground, Stotch. That is dead. Don't do it. That is don't, don't do it, Stotch. I don't know, Mr. Marsh. Don't do it. And you got Larry to start. <laughs> okay, anyway, we don't need to go down that. Now the milkman's fucking wife. Uh, so Sheila says, Mr. McCormack, you shall be a good martyr. So he dies. Uh, Sheila says, we will all follow suit. We will all follow suit one by one if that's what it takes. Uh, so there's sounds of abysmal pain as the people line up in the uh, for the porter potties. That's the funny thing. Outside of Stan's house somewhere, Stan says, are you ready, Grandpa? And Grandpa says, does the poop crap in the woods, Billy? So Officer Barb Brady just drives, drives <laughs> by. And it says, uh, and he says, he's, he's kind of staring at the scene of the cow dangling above the Grandpa by a rope. Stan stands off to the side with a knife in hand, ready to cut the rope. And uh, you hear on the radio, 757 Mary 5 Code 6, 105 Northern Avenue 52. And Officer Brivate is like, uh, carry on. Carry on. Now, did you notice that on his car, it says 
to uh, annoy and uh, pester or something like that. It had nothing to do with protect and serve. It was like <laughs> it was like to to annoy and uh, kick you around or something along those lines. I don't remember, but uh, well, Officer Barb Brady has a he's had another stint here in this episode. He's got a lot of uh, early on episodes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Officer Barb Brady itself was a huge fixture, I think, uh, within the context of of the first season. He's been first, pretty, the, yeah, he's been a pretty big figure so far. Um, and, and they kind of make him out to be stupid. Yeah, does he know how? To, do, do we know that he doesn't know how to read yet? No, not yet. Not that's not, not until yet. season two, episode four, Chicken Lover. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, chicken were. chicken lover is where uh, he learns to read, and as such, uh, we find out that he didn't know how to read. But in this, like I was saying, I'm sorry, uh, Officer Barb Brady. You know, he he drives by as we mentioned. You know, he says, uh, "Carry on." <laughs> so uh, they're about to ki- kill their grandpa, and the officer is totally cool with it. Apparently, you know, he's just that's how bad of a cop he is. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't even, like, care. I think that's kind of fucked up, don't you? A little bit. But at the same time, it's like, does he not care, or is he just stupid and doesn't realize what's happening? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, While we were going through that, I did look it up. His car actually says, to patronize and annoy. So like he, that's his job is to that's his job. move along, sir. Move along, sir. Hey. Excuse me, sir. Excuse what me, sir. What are you doing? Go ahead and try it, rookie. Hey, what are you doing? I'm just walking with my kids here. I'm walking in the boat, ma'am. Move along. Um. So Officer Barbary carries on. He leaves. Stan says, "Okay, here we go. Bye, Grandpa." It was nice knowing you. <laughs> Grandpa's like, cut the damn rope already. And then all of a sudden, sounds of thunder and lightning flashes. And then death appears and disappears and then reappears. And uh, this was the first time we got uh, some, uh, I don't know, I'd say outlandish characters in South Park in the first episode. You know what I mean? I know we got Scuzzlebutt. But, like, this was the first time in South Park, not, like, you know, out in the woods or whatever, and I made up a bond with snowman. This was the first time that death just appears inside the town. Yeah, I was going to say, it's death no less. Yeah, and death no less. Grandpa's excited, you know, he's like, it's about time, you lazy-ass son of a whore. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> he's all like, Hello, Grandpa. Come on, Billy. So death continues past grandpa, though, towards the kids. Now, he's after the kids, or at least that's what they think. He's actually, of course, after Keeney. Keeney. So they're running now into Stan's house. They run up into his room. They try calling Stan's dad and mom, and they're like, they basically don't give a shit. Uh, The newscaster's like, as the day progresses, more and more South Park residents continue to slingshot their bodies into the side of Toon Central (laughs) Building. Toon Central is now under incredible pressure to cancel the show and has already lost over 20% of their sponsors. Uh, Carol, hey, here, Carol, I think it's your boy. 
So it's Stanley. He says, uh, you know, she says, did you break something? Stan's all freaking out. Mom, death is here. And, and he's trying to take us all away with him. And Stanley is like, honey, you need to leave mommy alone. I'm doing something very, very important for your little well-being here. So I, I think this part here also served as a cause that parents itself are so complicit in trying to change the world for their kids that they don't also stop and understand that to change the world, they need to start in their own world, their own home. Right. As Pay a, attention to what the as child a, is as doing. As a parent, how do you manage that, Steve? Uh, how do you manage, you know, influencing your child to understand what's going on in the world from right and wrong? Well, you know, just give her the basic principle of what is right and wrong. And then I'm not here to be her friend. I'm here to be her dad. So as far as that, you know, influencing right now as a child, like basically my word is law. Almost, really. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. But as far as, you know, she knows not hurting other people, being malicious or anything like that. So focused on keeping a good sense of morale, good sense of right. You know, see somebody that needs help, don't be afraid to help them type of a deal, you know. How old is your a child at this point. Nine. Okay. Okay. When are you going to allow them to watch South Park? No, she won't. Nice. Yeah. You're a good parent. Um. So after that, uh, Randy's like, keep the thermostat under seventy. Take care of your grandfather. Hangs up. Stan says, um, damn it, you know, I think that if parents would spend less time worrying about what their kids watch on TV and more time worrying about what's going in their kids' lives, this world would be a much better place. And Kyle says, yeah, I think that parents only get so offended by television because of they rely on it as a babysitter and the sole educator of their kids. And now for the first time, I, I just, I'm going to read this live as a recording, not live, but I'm going to read this for the first time. This is actually what Kenny says. I found the script. Kenny says, you know what I think? Basically, if you left the decision of what you watch, stop at the parents control, then what can you see? It'll stay the same because they'll just get offended. Although their kids are not delighted with the television series they put on for their kids. And that's when Kyle says, totally, dude. And Stan's like, good point, man. So I'm going to reiterate again. Kenny said, basically, if you let the decision of what you watch stop at the parent's control, then what can you see? It'll stay the same because they'll just get offended, although their kids are not delighted with the television series they put on for their kids. So basically what Kenny is saying is if you um, shield right your kid from experiencing different things that they may like, that may be detrimental. Is that fair to say as a parent and self? I mean, your style? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, obviously you, you give you mean you have boundaries, but you obviously, you know, are letting her develop itself as a child and a human being. You know what I mean? Right. So, 
Like it's like obviously you're not gonna let your kids watch pornography or like intense violence because their right. brain at that age can't understand and uh, you know dictate or or disseminate disseminate what's fiction from real, right? You know what I mean? So, but at the same time, if I'm watching Supernatural or South Park and Marley wants to sit in and watch me, I don't mind. You know, she can totally sit in and watch it with me. You know, whereas if anybody's ever watched Supernatural, can know that. There's some times in that show where it can scare a little nine-year-old, so. Um, but if I was watching, say, uh, maybe Predator or, which Kill is one Bill. of my favorite. Kill Bill. Uh, I don't know about Kill Bill. Maybe all of, like the blood and gore. Uh, because when I was, when The Matrix came out, what was it, 1999? Or 97? Sorry. Uh, whenever the first Matrix came out, I saw that, and that was a pretty bloody mo- movie. And I was still pretty young, I think. Rest around. in peace, yeah. Prince. Rest in peace. But um, but yeah, I'm gonna give her the uh the choice on a lot of things, but definitely, like you said, there's gonna be boundaries set and lines drawn in the sand that which she cannot cross, or you know. You were correct. Matrix came out in '99. Yep, Matrix came out in 1999. Dude, um, the 90s was a good time, bro. <laughs> 90s, you know, okay, there was some advantages and disadvantages. Let's not, you know, let's not understate and be all old and nostalgic and be like, oh my God, it was so much Billy, it was so <laughs> Billy, the 90s was so much better, Billy. Let's tell you Billy. You went outside and you scraped your knee, Billy. And- you played with your friends, and you stayed up late, and you built tents, and you camped, and you did stupid stuff, Billy, like like take a, a, pa- a can of spray paint and spray paint under a bridge, Billy. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was good things and, and, and bad things in the 90s. I think, obviously, the advantages versus now is there's an uh, a ease of access to things that we just need and want, right? Needs, of course, but also wants. Like the ability to purchase anything from our phones and in certain places like myself here in the state of Washington, I can get same day delivery. You know what I mean? So there's no more of waiting and hoping. And um, I'd also say that, I mean, the Internet is a huge vital source of our everyday life now. That was There was no Internet like there is now. You know what I mean? I would even say the Internet didn't, didn't even really take off until like 2008, 2009. You know what I mean? Like, because YouTube started in 06, and it didn't really get popping until about 08, 09. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, I still, I mean, I still, I, you know, it, the funny thing about this is, is I'm that kind of guy, though, that, like, I don't follow or usually get on trends. Or, like, I'm like, oh, I need, unless it comes to like maybe stocks, like, I follow that, but because you might want to invest in something. Uh, but, like, I normally don't follow trends. So, like, I didn't hop on YouTube, to be quite honest, until like a year and a half ago. <laughs> like, I just really started getting into YouTube comment content probably about the last year and a half to two years. And that's because I was creating some content or, you know, I'm creating content with a podcast. So, like, you just start watching other things on YouTube and what other things post. And, like, I watch a lot of retro gaming stuff, right? So, like, that's, right my, that's my main source of, of YouTube comment, uh, content. I'm a big angry video game nerd <laughs> fan. Um, so, but I watch funny. retro stuff. What? That's funny. You meant the same thing. I just, I've now recently, like, you know, I've always been told 
back in like 2015 and before even, but in 2015, it was really pushed on me heavily because I was trying to play competitive Pokemon with, with the buddies, you know? Right. Um, it's our crew, the zoo crew. Shout the zoo crew, the zoo right? right? And uh, always being told, man, you really need to get on some YouTube content, really start need to watch some things, and I never did. And now that I'm trying to get into magic, I, you know, with the whole Mamba mentality now, you know, and definitely RFP, KB, shooting hoops with the J-Man. But uh, that Mamba mentality, now I'm watching all these, I'm listening to all these podcasts, I'm watching all these videos on different play styles, on how to play, tricks and tips and deck building and stuff on Magic. I've never gotten into YouTube content before, but now I am, and there's, it's really, you know, it's kind of game-changing. So it's, it's funny that you mentioned that you're getting into it now, too, and so am I. And I you know, that's... <laughs> well, it starts small, like, right? It, for me, right. you, want, you want to know what really got me in YouTube, like, as far as watching, not just making stuff? Uh, what really got me into YouTube was the Funko Pops, and I started fo- following, like, FM uh, McGinnis, and I started following other YouTube like uh, like Funko collectors who like you know seek out and find the news and information like I do for wrestling, right? Or what, like I would do here for South Park. So it was like a whole it's a video podcast based on upcoming Funkos or current and recent releases. So that's what got me in. And the thing is, you subscribe to one person, then you start subscribing to another person, you start subscribing to another person, and next thing you know, you're subscribed to like 40, 50 people on YouTube. And, but even though I probably only watch a good four to five channels that are like constant, you know what I mean? Um, and then I also ended up subscribing to one of the channels like through their own Patreon. Like I was like, oh, you know, I like this. I watch it a lot. I'll subscribe to your Patreon. You know what I mean? So yeah, like definitely. And it's only like three or four bucks a month. So it's like whatever. I was, I mean, yeah. it's like I, I get more of your content. Cool. Um, like that's how I, I Patreon think, right now. It, too, it's, so. Oh, I think it's interesting. The all the cart now style of media. You know what I mean? Like you can basically pick and choose what you want to watch and pay for only what you want to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know even goes so far as to say, like, you we're at a point now where podcasts and Patreon content people are paying for this, these type of conversations, right? You know, and of course, if you'd like to support us, you can go to Suck My Balls. I'm sorry, Anchor.fm slash Suck My Balls slash Support. Make a donation. I'm become a Patreon. You know. Got We've a, got a Patreon? Not a Patreon, but it's through Anchor. It's essentially the same thing. Like they can True. they can support us and if we want to, we can provide private content. And maybe when we start getting, you know, a little bit more established, it might be something yeah. to do. Like I mean, we can record and upload these videos. So like Patreon right. people, like and I could edit in the clips for the Patreon or the private names or, or, or for the private members. Like I could edit in the clips that I use for the private members and that wouldn't be copyright because I'm just it's in a private thing, right? I'm not it's not being pushed out to everyone else out there and i'm not distributing it like that so like i could do it that way but i couldn't do i can't do it on like uh, on youtube i'll get demonetized so like there's really no point in putting it up at that point um if it's just gonna get demonetized and then seen by a bunch of people because south park is page um but do, yeah. do we have a facebook we do have a facebook our facebook Sweet. is uh south park pod yeah, South Park Pod on Facebook. So, but yeah, man, it's just interesting that, uh, you know, YouTube now, uh, and, you know, you can pay for anything you want. You pay for Patreon content. You know, I pay for uh, this guy. You you won't know him because you don't really watch wrestling, but uh, his name's Vince Russo, was a writer during the Attitude Era. I pay for Patreon through him, you know what I mean? Because he's interesting to listen to. And 
of course, one of the guys I work for, Benjamin Yolo, HackerHamin.Podbean.com. So, like, he's on that show, and Stevie Richards is on that show, and I support Stevie Richards, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's only, like, four bucks a month, so it's, like, it's not even that expensive, and, like, it's not like I go out and spend money on a day-to-day basis every day. So, like, it's, like, a couple, like, a candy bar and a soda pop or a bag of chips, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. Keeps the show going. Yeah, it keeps the show going, man. So we continue on keeping this show going that is uh we have death now chasing the boys uh they jump through the window kenny pushes cartman out the window and follows uh death is following the kids down the street grandpa's trying to keep up on his electric wheelchair you know yelling come back here you pompous son of a pansy Uh, (laughs) kids are like ah Uh, kyle sees death close to kenny kyle's like don't let him touch you 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 die if he touches you grandpa's like uh Come over here, you son of a whore. So Death ignores him, but something on TV, uh, all of a sudden he sees Terrence and Philip and they're farting <laughs> on each other. And, and Death starts laughing. Uh, so all of a sudden, uh, Stan's like, hey, look. They go over there and they're all watching uh, together. And then uh, now we go back to Cartoon Central and the newscasters like, uh, hours have passed and still the diehard South Park parents are killing themselves in front of the Toon Central building, one by one. Worse yet, the stomach flu that has seemed to be going around is gotten worse. And then the newscaster goes, wait, wait, I'm getting, I'm getting word that the president of the network is going to make a statement. Wait, wait, I'm getting word that the president of the network is going to make a statement. Wait, wait, ladies and gentlemen, your Nazi-esque tactics of trying to stink us out with your rancid feces has worked. Therefore, today we will officially be taking Terrence and Philip off the network and replacing it with reruns of She's the Sheriff, starring Suzanne Summers. Now get away from here and take your diarrhea with you. So now the president now has to come back out. And he says, ladies and gentlemen, your Nazi-esque tactics of trying to stink us out with your rancid feces has worked. And then all of a sudden, you see like a shot of lo- uh, like a large pile of crap lying in front of two porter bodies. <laughs> and he's like, "No, it's not them flinging themselves. It's no, the crap. It's the crap. It's the shit." <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Nazi-esque. Like, <laughs> oh, this this part's so funny. The Nazi-esque tactics. The, je- the chemical war thing. us out. Yeah. Do you see the close. underlying uh, statement though from the president? Yeah. Or the underlying, the underlining like idea there, the the network was not willing to change the show when people were dying, right? But they were willing to change the show when they were getting flung shit at. Does that make sense? Which I think it's interesting from a corporate standpoint, right? Corporations, cigarette companies. Let's use them for example. Millions of people die every year. They don't care. But if somebody starts talking bad about them. Whoa, they fire back. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's kind of the underlying message I took from that was, hey, they'd rather – they don't want to get any shit. If they get any shit, then they'll do something. But if it, if it doesn't affect them, then they don't care. It's kind right. of sad. Kinda sad. <sighs> and then he says, now get away from here and take your diarrhea with you. Uh, so, but the funny thing was there was a guy that was like just about to be launched. So everyone's excited. They let this guy get launched anyway. And he died. <laughs> and she was like, at least now we can turn to normality. 
so now we're back and the, you know they're downtown still and the kids are still watching Terrence and Philip with death. Uh and Cart and Philip's like, Well, I don't know, Terrence, let me check. And Cartman's like, you're gonna get fired. And then some static appears on TV. News screen comes on. TV announcer says, we interrupt this program to bring you loud static. (laughs) And then uh, all of a sudden, the show goes idle. Death is upset. Starts chasing them again. And then all of a sudden, he touches Kenny. And Kyle's like, oh, my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard. And Stan's like, wow, I guess Death just was coming after Kenny the whole time. (laughs) And Grandpa's like, oh, okay. He wasn't trying to kill us. And then uh, Grandpa's like, hey, you were supposed to kill me. And Death says, he's like, you know, that's not that's not fair, goddammit. My grandpa asked me to kill him. And then uh, Death points a cold finger up the street from a misty haze emerges an incredibly haggard-looking ghost of a man. Oh, Billy! Billy! Whoa! Billy! Grandpa? That's right, Billy. My name's not Billy, Grandpa. And what's wrong with you? Why do you look all haggard? I asked you to kill me, Billy, but I was wrong. And now I'm forced to spend eternity in limbo. Limbo? I was wrong to put you in that position, Billy. Just like you're wrong to put little Billy in it now. You're so obsessed with ending your life, you're not thinking about what you're doing to his. You must wait to die of natural causes. But I've been waiting for 25 years! Let nature run its course, or else end up in limbo! Natural causes, Billy! Natural causes! As he fades away and stands like, Come on, guys, let's go home. As a rat comes up and takes Kenny's corpse away. <laughs> so they go home. They go back to Stan's house, and Sheila's like, Hey, there they are. And Randy's like, Well, we did it, son. We fought a battle for your well-being, and we won. And Stan's like, What do you mean? And Sharon says, we got Terrence and Philip taken off the air. And Cartman's like, you son of a bitch. You man, shit. Right in front of Sheila, too. And Sheila says, but look what they put on instead. And then the TV announcer goes, and now back to she's the sheriff. And Cartman's like, hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you see, you see Suzanne Summers. And she's like, you're the one behind all these shenanigans. And the dude's like, yeah, well, you're the stupid hoe that started it. And she was like, what, yeah. what? what did he say? And just all Susan says is, oh, yeah, up yours, butt bunch. And she, she was like, what, what, what? And then she says, come on, everybody, back to New York. So they leave back on their tirade because obviously the fight is never over. And that's what they're focused never on. Never over. Because they want television to teach their kids. And Kyle says, hey, Stan, now that Terrence... And, and of course, this is what... I love this part of the episode, by the way. Because this is what happens when kids are left alone. And no parents are there to guide them. Hey, Stan, now that Terrence and Philip was taken off the air, what are we going to do for entertainment? Stan's like, I don't know. We could start breathing gas fumes. And then Cartman's like, my uncle says that smoking crack is kind of cute. And Kyle's like, hey, why don't we go watch some of those porno movie things? And Stan's like, cool. Yeah. So Grandpa comes up wearing a uh, tourist shirt, like a Hawaiian shirt, carrying an Africa brochure. Stan's like, "Uh, what are you doing, Grandpa? And Grandpa's like, I'm planning a trip to Africa. Did you know that over 400 people are eating that naturally? 
by lions, by lions, Africa over here, and Stan's like, "That's my silly grandpa," and they all laugh, and then Kyle farts on him, and that's how they end the episode. So, I mean, I thought this was a an interesting episode. Like, like I told you at the beginning of the episode, for me, it's kind of a forgettable episode because yeah. I think the movie storyline overshadows it, and you know. Bit. And also the self, this topic is not something widely talked about. Euthanasia, no. you know, even 23 years later, it's not really a subject. Why do you think that is? Because, uh, like, you know, I'm not touching that with an 80-foot pole. Because it, it, it questions morality, choice, all sorts of things that combine into one. And it's a very difficult question to answer or it's a very difficult thing to do or understand. It's very complex. So two things I want to point out. Uh, Kyle believes that if an elderly person is suffering and wants to die, it should be their right to leave. Right. Uh, and then on the other hand, the ghost of Stan's grandfather appears to warn his son that you're so obsessed with ending your life, you're not thinking what it may be doing to Stan. Further evidencing that the show is just, of course, more about toilet humor. And they're giving you both arguments. Right? They're not saying we're picked, we're right and you need to pick one. They're giving you both sides of the argument to let you as the viewer make your own decision. And I think that's a fair uh, written um, idea from these guys, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say. Uh, I think, though, I think the, one of the funniest things in this episode was um, Matt, Stone, Matt, Matt Stone and Trey Parker thinking of the genius idea that being old is like cheesy music, cheesy old like elevator music being <laughs> being sung by Enya. Like, honestly, I don't listen to Enya. N- neither do I. My mom did at one point. And it was really? Is that why no- you knew who it was? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> so basically, what you're telling me, Ian, is you've been tortured by Enya? Yeah. And Beck. Oh, my gosh. Beck? Jesus Christ. Oh, my mom was... She had these... Rec- when she would... She has this thing where if she likes it, she listens to it over and over and over and over until she doesn't. And that's all moms, dude. Yeah. But you know what? I also think that's getting old because as we continue to get older, as South Park says, everything kind of just stays the same. But my mom had this phase where I I shit you not, dude. She had short hair. She looked like a lady named Karen who had a life partner named Sharon, and they owned an Outback together, you know, and they listened to Enya together all day, and they went on trips with their little walking boot shoes and little <laughs> little trips to the woods in their Outback. Trips to the woods, let's go! <laughs> and they're, they're life partners. Super cute. Super cute. But overall, I mean, this wasn't like a bad episode of South Park. I think, no. though, in the context though, of these first six episodes, this was the lowest one, in my opinion. But we definitely have like one of the longest shows about it. <laughs> we did. We definitely do. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to do it here. We get really in-depth here, Ian. We talk about ourselves, we talk about how it pertains to South Park, and I think the listeners can relate to that as well because, you know, mm-hmm. South Park holds a special place in their heart. If you're listening to the show, I hope it holds a special place in your heart because it I holds... Hope so. A special place in my heart. And who am I? You might be asking. Well, I'm Matthew Shaver. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Matthew 
and you score shabby. You can follow the South Park Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter, at Suck My Balls Pod. Find us on Facebook at South Park Pod. You can email us your thoughts, your questions to southparkpod at gmail.com. Of course, I'm your host for the most, Matthew Schaffer. Ian, Skip, 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 got anything to say before we go? Skip. Skip. Skip my mask. Look for me on Twitter. I'm going to come hit you. I'm going to hit you hard. I'm going to get you with that stuff in my cloud. I don't care who you are. You're not sick. my mask. Jing jang jing Hans drelser frem i regn og blæst med et der sejnede hans hest Jing jang lu, jing jang lu, jing jang jing Den jomfru sad i høje tårn Jing jang jing og ventede ham som til form. Jing jang jing lusilai. Men natten gik så trist og lang i ensomhed til solopgang. Jing jang lu, jing jang lu, jing jang jing lusilai. Den næste dag vi hed morgen rød. Jing jang jing lusilai. De fandt den stakkels junker død. Jing jang jing lusilai. Han dækket var af sne og is, men tør nu op i paradis. Jing jang lu, jing jang lu, jing jang jing lusilai. Det var jo noget ved og noget Ting tang ting lusilai For da han tøde blev han våd Ting tang ting lusilai Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting lusilai Hun kastede sig fra tårnet ned Jing jang jing lusilai Nu deler de en lille sky Som regner over land og by Jing jang lu, 